Ho, 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 ho. We're doing the five count. What should we play for the listeners out there? Uh, whatever you want, man. Whatever I want, man. That's how we do things here on the show. Yeah, right. Just do whatever you want. And I'm out of here. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. No, I was just sarcastic. Come on. <laughs> like the show already. All right. We'll be back after this. Thank you so much. No, we're doing the show. Oh, I thought we were playing music. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see you after the break. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Yes. Come on. I'm here. Come on, Tom. This is the five count. It's time to rock. Hey, hey, it's the yeah. five count. Yeah. Nice. Welcome to the program. This is a special edition Easter program. It is, Tom. That's why you need to uh, turn that upside down frown back around again, because yeah, it's man. time to make some great radio. He has risen. Is that what you're saying? Uh, he has risen indeed. That's what you're supposed to say. Let's not immediately delve into the <laughs> toilet humor. That's not what I'm saying, Dust. Oh, I misunderstood. You have no idea how prepared I am for this. You have no idea. It's the five count Easter special. It is. You know what, Tanya? You're right, because over the years, our Easter programs have received lots of praise, countless awards is that what you call that accolades wow and this is the first time i believe that the five count easter special is actually taking place uh, within the walls of a legit church yeah man yes so that kind of lends some credibility to things i believe and yes and ton is a pastor So if you can't trust this Easter program, which one can you trust? I've been ordained. Let's be clear on that. This is, yeah, this is good. Well, maybe you're embracing some things, Dust. I don't know. I don't think we've ever been more qualified to do an Easter show than we are right now. You're actually right about that. The five count Easter special. Yes. It's going to be a good one. How could it not? I I can't. Here, I'm going to give you even something extra special are you ready please do i got your absolute favorite wait are you you're not gonna 
risen, quote unquote, right now, are you? No. I got your absolute favorite. Chocolate covered risens? I mean, raisins? Oh, Sour watermelon flavored peeps. I just figured that was the best possible flavor that you would ever like, as long with chocolate pudding peeps. Also, I know that you just love peeps and that these probably would be the, the, the top choices that you would make. Marshmallow chocolate pudding flavor. You've got to eat at least one of each. Uh, I feel like that's not a thing that I need to do. No, you have to because it's, it's Easter time and that's, that's what we do. Pink marshmallow inside. Inside pink marshmallows. Dust. Hey, do you think Jesus barfed at the Last Supper? Um, I don't, I mean, it's not on record that he did. It might have happened, though. Is that why you think I need to eat those? No, they didn't have peeps back then, Dust. That's why it's something special for you. Ton, don't open those. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to open them. Listen, peeps are sucky. I don't like sour things. You don't like marshmallows? Watermelon and marshmallows, that isn't a thing that goes together. I mean, you like watermelon, though, right? You like watermelon-flavored candy? Oh, it smells like watermelon Jolly Ranchers. This is a, an oh, abomination yeah. to science. Oh, yeah. This wow. is not natural. This should what? not exist, Dunn. And I refuse to eat it. They still have the chocolate eyeballs on them. Isn't that weird? Look at the pink inside. My daughter would be going nuts right now. That's terrible. Don't eat that. Oh, the smell. The sweet, sweet smell. Oh, we got a... Sh- oh, gross. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. You shoved that whole thing in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it tastes like a watermelon jelly rancher. <laughs> this is awful. Here I spent the first five minutes amping mm. it up, telling everybody how this was going to be the best Easter show ever. And now look at this. Listen, let us know. Let us know if you also love Peeps and if you've tried the sour watermelon flavor. It's not really sour. Look at that. It's kind of like the... I think I'm starting to sour on this whole damn show. Let us know. 507-519-2030. That is the five count hotline. Even with a mouthful of sour abomination peeps, you're still able to do that voice. Yeah, man. Hey, hey. I need a little drink. Okay. Yeah, you need something. Just cleanse the palate there for a second. Wow. Those are delicious dust. You got to try one, but I feel bad trying to grab one. Yeah, don't touch my peeps, man. It's a pandemic. <laughs> Here. Ton, I don't want one of those. Just grab this one on the I end. don't want it. You gotta eat it. Why? Because it's Easter. Oh, gross, and man. I kind of wish my daughter was here. She'd finish off the whole rest of the package. I don't want this. Yeah, you do. I really don't. Just try it. It's not going to hurt you. It smells like something you put on your butt. You put watermelon flavored stuff on your butt? It smells like diaper rash cream. <laughs> Not the stuff we use. Doesn't smell. You don't like use that. watermelon flavored diaper rash cream? No. At the Klein household? No. Sibelius gets that uh I don't know, some fancy fancy brand. Raspberry? No. I mean it still t- it still smells funny. Tastes funny too? Yeah, it tastes funny. God, those are good. Wow. I'll just set that there for later. Oh, you're just not even going to eat it? I don't want it. Dust. 
What do you want? The pudding? Chocolate pudding? What if I get sick? You can't do this show by yourself. I know the Heimlich. You love the Heimlich maneuver. Done it many times. This is terrible. Back in Nam, giving you the Heimlich. You remember that? That's not. It's delicious, right? Don't no. you love it? Those well, are, maybe you better try the chocolate pudding. Those one. are not adjectives I would use to describe any Let of this. Try this one. <laughs> mm. And of course, Todd had the foresight to bring a giant jug of water for himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, All that right. tastes just like chocolate pudding. You like chocolate pudding? Or? No, I hate everything, son. <laughs> Except for... Oh, no! Dropped them on the floor. Don't worry, he'll still eat them. Peeps down! Peeps down! Oh, I'll eat them. Wow. Anyway. You know, you probably would like this one. But I gotta say, I think the sour watermelon's even better than the chocolate pudding. Well, that's saying something. But I'll eat another one. Hella gross. You just shoved half the package in your mouth. Mm. Is this the entire show? I thought this was going to be another award-winning Easter program, and you're spending the whole show shoving mm. unedible sponge peeps in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Listen, it's peeps. Everyone loves peeps. It's probably the highest-selling Easter candy ever. We should look into it. Well, that's because there aren't any other choices. There's a lot of choices now, Dust. Listen, Ton, we've got so much stuff planned tonight. We've got some real top-notch gospel tunes and songs about Easter time. And My good friend Burl Ives will be in to tell us some Bible stories. Oh, that's nice. It's going to be great. Even though Ton will be clearing his throat all night because he's got peep stuck in him. Wow. Okay, so I was wrong. Let me just give the give the, the lowdown here. Topping this year's list is Reese's Mini Peanut Butter Eggs as America's favorite Easter candy. That's followed by Jelly Beans, Cadbury Cream Eggs. I know that's another favorite of yours. Chocolate Bunnies and then Peeps. <laughs> they're barely scratching the top five. They are. Peeps is in the top five, though. Out of five. They're, you listed every single Easter candy there is. No, there's a lot of other candy. Right? I'm surprised chocolate bunnies are so far down the list. What about Charleston shoes? Nobody eats that for Easter. I think it's a fun candy you could eat anytime. I'm going to ask Google, do people hate peeps? Why do you got to ask Google? Just ask me. Because you're just one person. So then I got to know if you're part of the majority Just or the minority. Person. I'm the host of the five count. <laughs> well, Just there's a Reddit. Person. There's a Reddit thing. Why Why does everyone hate peeps? You make it sound like I'm just some average run-of-the-mill jerkweed. Oh, this is weird. Hi, I, hi, Americans. I'm from England. So why do all Americans seem to hate peeps? That, that's a good question. Am I actually English and don't realize it? Yeah, why don't you move to Russia? Oh, wow. Listen to this guy. Do you actually hate them, or is it more like a Nickelback sort of hate where they're kind of mediocre and popular, so it becomes a bit of a meme to hate them? No, I'd much rather eat Nickelback. Wow. Man. Well, okay. Listen, I got plenty more peeps over here if you want some, Dust. That's great. Let's play some music first, and then I'll think about it. All right. Actually, let's hear about how 
the earth was created. Do you know who created the earth? Um, I mean, it's is not this a, a trick, trick question? I don't think so. Is it? Is it? Well, that's a weird debate. Is, if you don't are we know, talking about God? If you don't know, just say. Are it. you going to talk about God on no, this? No, not me. But Burl Ives, oh, he'll okay. tell you all about it. Wonderful. The story of creation. I love this idea. And on, I guess God created Peeps too. Mm, if you follow that, peeps. yeah, watermelon Peeps. Yeah, that's great. Inadvertently, yes. Yes, thanks so much. It was an accident. Please tell us a story. A story, huh? Yes. Yes. Well, Pete, I'll tell you one of the greatest stories of all about how the Earth was created. What did you say? What do you mean created? Well, created means uh, built. Somebody built the Earth? God built the Earth, yes. I thought it was always here. No, for a long, long time, there wasn't anything here. Before God created the earth, this was just an empty place without a trace of things that you and I know. There was no land, not one grain of sand where you and I stand. There was no place to go. There were no boys or girls or flowers or trees, no fish, no birds, no chimpanzees, no macaroni and cheese, no summer breeze. Oh, were there puppies? No, there were no puppies, no guppies, no pink lemonade. It must have been lonely before the earth was made. So God formed a mighty plan, and the creation of the world began. He started by making light. Then he separated light from what wasn't bright, and he called the light day, and when day went away, we had night, right? Right. It makes sense to me. What do you say? Then what? Then God began to work with care to separate the water and air, and sure enough, the sea grew rough. And the sky above grew blue. He had no sooner begun than the job was done. But God said, I have more work to do. I'll make mountains and islands rise from the sea in order that there then can be a dry land where I can spend hours making the plants and the trees and the flowers. God made the stars and the moon and the sun. He set them in motion and watched them all run. He planned all of this for a special reason. You see, the days made weeks and the months made seasons, spring and summer, winter and fall. And God was happy with it all. Then God filled the sea and the sky with fish that swim and birds that fly. There were catfish and eels and bass and sharks. 
and swallows and bobbinhead robins and larks. There were owls and eagles and parrots and quail, tuna and salmon and magnificent whales. Next, God made animals, monkeys, dogs and pussycats, buffalo, bears and little white rats. Turtles, reindeer, and hippopotamuses, raccoons, sheep, and rhinoceroses, more than you'd ever see in a zoo. Oh, did I forget the kangaroo? God looked at his work and thought it was grand. The living things, the sea, and the land. He said, I wish there was a creature who appreciated this beautiful world that I have created. And God formed a plan. He molded clay with care to resemble himself. He breathed in life and said, there is the very first man. And the man was called Adam. And God said, Adam, I am going to give you a special place in which to live. It's a garden, and it will be your duty to look after the place and all of its beauty. God put Adam in the wonderful land called Eden, and... Adam began to grow carrots and oranges, walnuts and wheat, potatoes, tomatoes, good things to eat. There were trees tall and shapely, appley and mapley, and bananas by the bunch, fine evergreens, peas, beans, more than enough for lunch. Only Adam was lonely. And God said, yes, I can see Adam needs some company. I think I will bring the animals here. You can talk with the tigers and chat with the deer. Into the garden the animals came, and Adam gave them each a name. The chickens and horses romped about, and the bumblebees tried to help Adam out. Adam said, the animals are happy, and the plants have grown some, but to tell you the truth, I still feel lonesome. I've tried talking to animals in this new wonderland, but visiting with lizards, well, they just don't understand. Adam needed a friend, someone who could lend a helping hand and stand by him in this new land. So, Adam went to sleep. When Adam awakened, he found God had taken one of the ribs from his side, and with careful measure, God fashioned a treasure it's a woman, Adam cried. Adam and Eve were very excited. 
they came before God, and he was delighted. He said, this earth is yours to love and care for. That is exactly what I put you there for. Adam and Eve became man and wife. They married and started a beautiful life. And God said, have no secrets. Be not afraid. Everything is perfect in all that I've made. God said, you'll never be alone because you have each other. Now, I want you to become the very first father and mother. Which is precisely why, you see, you became you and I became me. Hey, this is Medusa, M-A-D-U-S-A, made in the USA, baby, and you are listening to The Five Count. For you and 
Bunny, he's got a nose that wrinkles funny. The twinkle in his eye is always sunny. Edgar the eager Easter bunny. Edgar the eager Easter bunny, he never could quite wait. Until Easter morn arrived, he was afraid he would be late. He never slept the night before, he watched his eggs with care. The other bunnies slept all night, but Edgar wouldn't dare. Oh, Edgar the Is always sunny Edgar the eager Easter bunny and Then just before one Easter morn A wolf sneaked into their yard He thought the bunnies were all asleep But Edgar was on guard He bit that wolf on his long tail The wolf, he ran away And Edgar was the hero Cause he saved the children's day Oh, Edgar the eager Easter bunny He's got a nose that wrinkles funny The twinkle in his eye is always sunny Edgar the eager Easter bunny Edgar the eager Easter bunny He never could quite wait Until Easter morn arrived He was afraid he would be late He never slept the night before He watched his eggs with care The other bunny slept all night But Edgar wouldn't dare Twinkle in his eye is always sunny Edgar the eager Easter bunny Then just before one Easter morn A wolf sneaked into their yard He thought the bunnies were all asleep But Edgar was on guard He bit that wolf on his long tail The wolf, he ran away And Edgar was the hero Cause he saved the children's day Oh, Edgar the eager Easter bunny He's got a nose that wrinkles funny Twinkle in his eye is always sunny Edgar the eager Easter bunny
something I want y'all to listen to this if you please That I may not know There are some places That I I cannot go But I wonder can you say this this afternoon This is one thing mom and you're listening to the five count i never actually listened to it myself but i'm sure it doesn't suck that bad
Still eating peeps. Mm. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Five Count Easter Special. I just want the listeners to know that I've been eating peeps the entire break. 
Mm. Mm. He's like that fat kid with the chocolate cake and Matilda. Mm. That makes me a trunch bowl, I guess. It's fine. Did you eat that entire package? Half the pack. (laughs) Good Lord. Literally. On Easter, even. This is terrible. Anyway, welcome back to the five count. Those were some of tons of favorite Easter songs. Now that tons of pastor Easter has a whole new meaning. And he said, we have to do a legit real deal Easter show and not some offensive thing like we've done in the past who I guess apparently has upset some people in the community, mostly including his family and his definitely his wife. That has happened. Yeah. <laughs> He has risen. He has risen indeed. All right. So, yes, that was a wonderful, wonderful little segment. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Nice shirt, by the way. Thanks again. It's got Burl Ives on his shirt. Yeah. It's um, not just a Christmas thing, not just an Easter thing. I got a question for you from the Five Count Mailbag. Do you really? What's the best Cronenberg film? Signed, Anonymous Coward. Anonymous Coward? Well, they didn't leave a name, but I'm assuming that's because they weren't man enough to tell you who they were. That's weird. Um, I mean, I don't know all of them. He's a director. Yeah. He makes movies. So. I'm going to say my favorite is that one with, uh, Debbie Harry and the guy who has a VCR in his chest. Remember that one? That's good. Can't think of what it's called, but the guy had a VCR in his chest. Yeah. Awesome. Like RoboCop and the gun leg. But this would be much more useful. So. uh, Videodrome. Scanners. Scanners. Dead ringers. Can I change mine to Scanners? Yeah. Remember when that guy's head blows up? I think that movie took place on Easter, if I remember right. Yeah. So ah, that's a tough question because there's a lot of really good ones. Um, Nightbreed was crap. I just want to put that out there. To Die For, I remember being into it at the time, but I don't know. It's probably garbage. Dead Zone. Mm. Did he do the fly? Did you say did you say Jason X? Is that your favorite? That's a Cronenberg film? That's what they're saying here. Um, I feel I, like that's not accurate. Scanners Part 3? <laughs> um, yeah, I think he made the fly, and that was going to be my 100% pick. I wanted to look at more of the list, but... Um, Maybe. Did he direct it, though, or was he just in it? No, you're thinking of that guy from Jurassic Park. The Fly. Director David Cronenberg. Guess what? He also played the gynecologist. He was in it as well. (laughs) Okay. Um, I would have to probably say The Fly honestly, because The Fly is a really good movie, and not in... Like, I think I could watch it right now, and I don't think it's good in, like, a cheesy whatever way. It's just good. 
the fly. But what? I mean, ay-yay-yay. Are we only... Scanners is good. I got a question here for Anonymous, who's I out there I think Videodrome is awesome. Are we just choosing movies he made, or can we choose ones that he's been in? I mean, I feel like both, maybe. Well, then the answer is one that he had an acting role in, which would be The Stupids, starring Tom Arnold. Mm. That's my choice. Mm. Tom Arnold. The Stupids. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to know what they think. I'd like to know what you people on the outside think. What is this? This looks interesting. Possessor, maybe? Nobody can see what you're looking at, Tom, including me. Clifton Hill. Rabid. That looks kind of dumb. Falling. What is falling? <laughs> I feel like I want to watch a bunch the of these films. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say The Fly. And I'm going to say The Stupids, starring Tom Arnold. All right. There we go. That's the answer. Ton, sad news. Did you hear that Gilbert Gottfried has died? I did not. Wow. He died? That's terrible. He really died? I really did. How old was he? 60s. Todd knows him best from uh, the adventures of Ford Fairline, which was his favorite movie. Yeah, man. And still yes. is. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> That's the uh, interesting thing about Ton is most of his favorite films, I would say at least 80% of them, for some reason, they all star Andrew Dice Clay. Something about that guy just draws Ton to him. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Well, you know, it was the it was the, the whole look, you know, the leather jacket, the zippo, the smoke. Do you remember when hair? he was the bad guy on Different Strokes? No. I don't remember that. Did you watch Different Strokes? No. Andrew Dice Clay was the bully in high school. Really? Not the gooch. We never saw the gooch. He was off camera. Wow. I don't remember that. I didn't see that. Well, you call yourself a fan. Do you do you think it's strange at all? I mean, I don't know what it is now, but do you think it's kind of strange at all that I recall in the 90s, maybe even the late 80s, I guess the late 80s, and then into the early 90s perhaps, there was like a resurgence of 50s style, I guess, if you know what I'm saying. Like 1950s style hairdos. Is that what you're doing? Jeans, white t-shirts, leather jackets. Like that was coming back around that that kind of like like Grease. Like the movie Grease kind of look. At least for dudes for sure. And I was always like, I mean, I was into it. I thought all that stuff was cool, too. I was in love with 57 Chevys, and I was like, this is awesome. And, you know, you've got Dirty Dancing and Swayze's in a black 57 Chevy, and he's got, you know, black jeans and white T-shirt. and Sexy Swayze. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, told I was in on it. It was awesome. But, uh, and then it just kind of, like, fizzled out. So the- I would say Andrew Dice Clay was part of that thing. And you're bringing it back. I mean, not really. I'm probably more 
looking a little shaggy, a little 60s, 70s style with this hairdo. But my clothes don't match. But I think just a few tweaks and you could be probably any number of the guys in the cast of The Outsiders. Really? You could be Soda Pop. You could be Pony Boy. Yeah. You could be Dally. I could slick it back. Yeah, you could be I could two-bit. slick it. If I got some pomade. Two-bit. That'd be awesome. I mean, I got some switchblades. Wasn't Patrick Swayze in that movie? Yes. Fair enough. We were talking about Gilbert Gottfried. He was kind of the patriarch. Gilbert Gottfried. He was what in a guy. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah, what a guy. A really interesting comedic personality. Uh, I don't want to say this ton because it's going to bum me out. I was this close to getting him on this show. Really? My fingers are very close together if you're listening to this. Wow. But it didn't happen. It was happening. It was confirmed to be happening, and then it fell through at the last minute. Wow. Which is one of several that has happened over the years. Yeah. But that one was a bummer. Yes. Because I was thinking, like, imagine he's in House Party 3. He's in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Pretty sure he was in that uh, Double Dragon movie with Alyssa Milano. Was he in that Problem Child movie? He was. He was also the guy that married Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski in Vegas. It felt like he just kind of showed up all over the place for a while, like through the 80s, right? Through the like late 80s, early 90s, that same stint kind of, right? If he, he just, just needed like, a little something. Yeah, he was like in every like somewhat comedic film. Right? And he was almost on this show. That's crazy. And I was going to play the soundtrack to House Party 3. But now it can't happen, Ton. I'm sorry. No pajama jams for you. What a bummer. That's a bummer. That's too bad. Seems well, to be happening more often here as of late. Bob Saget, Norm MacDonald, Gilbert Gottfried. Rest in peace. What are you going to do? Ton soon, probably? Yeah. Better enjoy them while you can. It's really just, it's the price you pay as as a human alive on Earth. You're getting older, so the people that you look up to are going to die. They're just going to die. I don't want to hear works. this. I'm not listening to this, Ton. Why? Because it's Easter. There's nothing about people dying on Easter. Well, there is. <laughs> This is not the time to discuss people dying. Easter time. Easter. He is risen. Yeah, you keep saying that. I don't know what what that entails, but... You want to hear another story from my friend Burl Ives? Yeah. Yes, I do. There's a story. Okay, it sounds a bit far-fetched, but let me... There's a guy who built a giant boat... And then he got some of his animal friends onto the boat. Yeah. And then they just kind of sailed around. I guess there isn't really a point to it. It's just a cute story. Yeah. Let's hear it. It's cuter when Burl Ives tells it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Hello, I'm Burl Ives. 
and I'd like to tell you a story. A story that took place a very, very long time ago when the earth was just a child like you are now. It's about a man named Noah, and it happened like this. Things were in a terrible state. No one was behaving. It almost broke the poor Lord's heart. The world was not worth saving. There lived one man, however, who was as good as good can be. His name was Noah. His age, a hundred times six, you see. Now the Lord told Noah all about his plan and how disappointed he had been in the behavior of man and how soon he would destroy everything from the creatures on the earth and those that have wings. But because Noah had always led such a good life, the Lord would spare him, his sons, and all their wives. Noah listened carefully to all the Lord's directions. Things would have to be perfect. There could be no corrections. So he built an ark made of gopher wood. And he and his sons worked as hard as they could. Because in seven more days it would start to rain. So Noah sat with his wife and began to explain... All the world will be covered by a very great flood. That means lots of water, and it means lots of mud. And he told her to make a list of all of the things the Lord had said to be sure to bring. So she sat with her list at the door of the ark and checked them all off from dawn until dark. We have two of all creatures who creep on the ground. We have two of all birds who fly all around. We have two of each animal, clean and unclean. And we have two of some things that I've never seen. I placed all the food in packets and jars. This side for animals and this side is ours. Now hurry along, this is not the time to fight. Don't keep the Lord waiting. That's quite impolite. And when they all became settled, the Lord shut the door. And for 40 days and 40 nights, the rain continued to pour. Water fell from the sky and from the earth rose mighty fountains till every single tree was covered and even all the mountains. Noah and his sons, Japheth, Ham, and Shem, were busy stopping leaks from stern to stem, and all of the wives were kept really busy just feeding the animals without getting dizzy. The lightning and the thunder continued to roar, and the rain, it kept raining, it just continued to pour. And after sailing on the ark for a hundred fifty days, 
the Lord sent some soft winds to make the waters go away. And then one day the ark suddenly stopped and rested on mountains called Ararat. There was quite a commotion inside the ark. The sheep got so silly, they all started to bark. The monkeys were restless and wanted to play, while the bumblebees kept on buzzing all the long day. Noah, dear, his wife exclaims, what do you want for dinner? And something special for the elephants. They're skinny. They're looking thinner. And yesterday my peacocks would not touch a crumb, and the bears just lay in bed all day and tried to suck their thumbs. So they just sat there three months and 40 more days while the water kept on going down a long, long ways. Then Noah opened the window a tiny little crack and sent out a dove. But it soon flew right back. They let another week go by and Noah again asked the dove to fly. And when she brought back the branch of a tree, they knew there'd soon be land to see. But to make absolutely sure that the earth was dry, they stayed inside the ark, and many days went by, and finally Noah opened the door nice and wide and yelled down the halls, Everybody, you can all come outside! For they had been cooped up now for almost a year. That's just about more than a grown-up can bear. The Lord met them at the ark, and with a warm and joyful smile, he was happy to see them. It had been quite a while. Thank you, dear Lord, said Noah, for bringing us safely here. And thank you, dear Lord, for watching over us during the year. And then the Lord said, I will never again bring a flood of that kind to women and men. And now all of you who have sailed on the waters, be fruitful of the land. Have more sons and daughters. And the Lord said, Noah, look up there high. I have put a rainbow into the sky. And whenever that rainbow appears now and then, it's a promise the earth won't be destroyed by water again. Then everyone got busy. There was so much work to do to get the world ready for me and for you. Yo, what's up? This is Billy from Biohazard. You're listening to The Five Counts. If you should ever need a 
got a brand new Easter outfit, a coat and hat and all the rest. But there was one thing more from the candy store that I really loved the best. I got a chocolate rabbit for a special treat. A great big chocolate rabbit, sweet enough to eat. So I ate his ears on Sunday, his nose I finished Monday, and Tuesday I nibbled on his feet. I ate his tail on Wednesday, Thursday I kept on. By Friday he was going. Saturday he was gone. Oh, I loved my chocolate rabbit from the moment that he came. And if I get another one, I love him just the same. Salvation, oh yes it was. But it is 
Hi there, this is Newt Gingrich, and you're listening to The Five Count.
And we're back. Oh, yeah. Coming back on the third day. Tan will rise again. Nice. And I'll pray for you. I don't think I will rise, but... Okay. You're just going to stay in the cave? Yeah. Man, could you imagine the Bible, that book, that story? Yeah. Kind of would have tanked a bit had he just said, you know what? F it. I'm going to stay in the cave. Well, we're talking about two different people here. I was just talking about myself. I probably wouldn't be oh. resurrected, but... I'm just saying, what if, you know? What if? Like, back to the future, when he goes back in time, and you do something, and you mess up the space-time continuum, you run into your other self, and cause trouble at the under-the-sea dance. I'm just saying, what if Jesus just decided, you know what? F it. I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm tired if, of all this. Yeah. I don't know if it was his decision. It's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in the cave. So, um, uh, let me ask you this. If time travel, right, was somehow actually invented, discovered, whatever, and it was possible to, to controllably go, go back or forward in time. Yeah. What do you think the odds are that someone that person is immediately going to go back to try to see that. Like the reincarnation of, of Jesus or would they go straight to the future or what do you, what do you think would happen there? Do you think they would go back that far or would they just go back to put some money on the cubbies or what do you think? Are you asking what I would do? I'm asking what you think would happen. I'm sure people would probably go back to check it out. For me personally, uh, if I had the chance to go back and find out what Jesus of Nazareth was hanging out with and doing and what he was up to, I'd say, nah, let me just go back to the 70s and see Nazareth. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah, that's what you would do, huh? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Wouldn't that be hilarious if we invented time travel somehow and then all we did was use it to go back and see sweet concerts, that would be awesome. <laughs> we just like, no, 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 we're not divulging any of this technology. You guys can all take a hike. We're going to go back and see Sabbath and Nazareth. <laughs> Man, that'd be a hell of a bill. And Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> Jefferson Airplane? Yeah, just for whatever reason. You can go back to that one yourself. <laughs> Come on, dude. We just got to go see this stuff. Hendrix, we got to see what it's all about. You know what we could do, Ton? And we do have actually this technology, believe it or not. We could go back in time if you really wanted to, but only 10 years. Nice. Can I go back to the 50s and buy some, like, I want to buy, like, 20 Gibson Les Pauls. I'm afraid not. And somehow bring them back with us because they're all worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars now. This is not the part of the program where we go back 70 years <laughs> in regular type history to go buy guitars. Uh-huh. This is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history. All right. April 14th, 2012. When all the Les Pauls were worth slightly more than they are today they're probably worth less they keep going up anyways what happened on the show a ton uh it was the 400th episode 
of the five count. Crazy. 400 episodes. Did we do something fancy? It was real fancy, Ton. Actually, it was pretty fancy. Much more so than anything we're doing now. Kind of makes me feel guilty. I don't know if I want to read this. But I must, because it's in your contract. (laughs) It was me and you, Ton, and a special guest to celebrate 400 episodes. The one and only Mike Shank. Wow. From American Movie. Wow. Remember Mike Shank? Yeah. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. What a nice man. Have you ever seen American Movie? Yeah, dude, of course. Just making sure. It's all right. It's okay. You have something to live for. I say that to people pretty Who told you that? (laughs) What do you mean, who told me? Who told you that? Jesus told you so. Jesus told you so. It's Easter time. Just keep up with me, would (laughs) you? Yes. Hey, we also gave away tickets to see Primus. That's awesome. Same show. Holy number two. Mike Shank, free tickets to Primus. That's ridiculous. 400th episode 10 years ago. Isn't that is that weird to you at all that you think back and think about like how we gave away free tickets to Primus and also saw Primus for free ourselves? Didn't we do that more than once? Uh, I don't I mean, mean I to, think we've paid for it too, but I don't want to brag ton, but I've seen Primus roughly 12 times yes but i'm saying isn't it cool that we had that opportunity to share it with others to give away tickets it is and cool. to talk to les claypool and like that's pretty cool what are we doing nowadays is anything cool happening now well yeah you're talking to me and i'm talking to you i guess that's pretty cool and then, yeah it's pretty awesome i do have bad sour peep aftertaste oh, yeah. which is throwing me off my game i love it this is drinky fun out there. Well, if I weren't so busy here making great radio, <laughs> I might have to run out there. Take a couple slurps. Be good to go. Although the water fountain here tastes like the pool. Does it? Kind of nice. has like a Lasseur community center taste to it. It's probably got plenty of fluoride in there. Chloride? Fluoride? Which one? I guess I'd rather have fluoride over chloride if bleach? I had to choose. <laughs> is there bleach in there? <laughs> if I had to choose which one I'd want to ingest. Peroxide? Now you're just reading off the ingredients to these gross peeps. <laughs> Dude, these peeps are good. Still, I'm waiting to hear from you guys. 507-519-2030. Let us know what you think of the sour watermelon peeps. The reason he's still waiting to hear from you is because we're not live. Ton now as a pastor needed the entire weekend here to get ready for his pastoral duties. <laughs> duties no i don't really have any major duties but i did uh (laughs) major duties major duties (laughs) but i did do a talk uh a couple nights ago thursday night major duties gave a talk at a at a youth group retreat gave a talk dust i hope it went well what'd you talk about it's uh the 50s and andrew dice clay no no <laughs> uh talking about what it's like to to live a having a roni to live a christ-like life existence oh, i don't know anything about that all right i think you do kind of i'll take your word for it i think you do you just don't know it it's yeah. you mean because i'm so ripped 
No, you just do all the things on your own naturally. Like you do a, all the hold things. the door open for old ladies? Yeah, be sure. You're definitely a servant to all. It's part of being on this program, probably. I am a servant to all. Yeah. Even though nobody appreciates it. <clears throat> oh, somebody does. People do. Those old ladies do. I do. Shillbill does. John from New Ulm? He definitely appreciates you. Got a message from him. Sent a text message to the five count hotline. Oh, yeah. We have our own hotline. You call it on the telephone, and it reaches ton. Isn't technology amazing? It is amazing. 5075192030. John says, might mail a few more things in case you wanted a coaster or wood coin. Thanks for letting the ton read letter. I try to keep them short. Wondering if you or the ton ever watch Shipping Wars on TV. It's on Quest Channel on Dad's TV. Probably other people's TVs too. Sure. We'll try to call in someday. Live from New Alm, John, new phone, and trying to solve text problem. Capital crap. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> John in New Ulm. That's John in New Ulm right there. So I feel like once upon a time I watched some Chipping Wars, but I can't. I mean, it's been so long. Is that the thing? Like they're they're competing to ship things for people, right? It's a war. <laughs> competing prices. There's people are shipping things, and it's like a all-out war ensues. Really. No, but they they end up uh, shipping interesting things, right? Like huge things. That's that's what makes the show interesting, right? There's is, a war. Is people need weird, They're humongous shipping. stuff shipped. They're shipping things. And it's then, an all-out war. Oh, it does say a Civil War cannon. Yeah, that's what I meant. Right? Tom, I'm sorry. I have never seen it. To bizarre items like a water buffalo. That's not that bizarre. Shipping a buffalo? Yeah, the lowest bids get the loads. Kind of seems like something you probably don't see in your uh, local post office all that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. Well, yeah. I so I have watched it before. I think. Oh wow. Okay. So I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I think why John likes it maybe i mean i'm seeing some pictures of women in very tight shirts well, or when ton whistles into the mic you know it's the real deal there must be women involved that tom that john likes to likes to watch perhaps. so they're putting them in shipping containers wow like the wire there's, there's seen that show john the wire huh okay well i mean that's fine that's cool if you're into that john Shipping, shipping things. Is it only shipping on John's wars. dad's TV or can I watch it too? I mean, you could watch it too. I mean, I think it's A&E. It's on History Channel, perhaps. It's on, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I haven't, I don't watch it currently. I don't really watch much television shows at all, John, if I'm honest. You know what I mean? It's just. What do you do? Besides, prepare to make great radio I do and dishes, write sermons. Do the dishes a lot. Um, 
I watch some YouTube while I do the dishes. You want to know what I've been watching YouTube videos about recently? Not especially. You don't? Okay. <laughs> Were you asking me or was that a rhetorical question? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to answer on behalf of everyone listening. Yeah. It's dude, I'm going crazy about guitaring recently. So I've been I've been delving into these videos about ultra cheap guitars and then also about why those are bad for the guitaring industry, but then also why they're good for the guitaring industry. It's really interesting. Harley Benton guitars. Have you heard of those? No. They're extremely cheap. It's because you just made it up. I didn't make it up. They're out there. They're from the UK. It's ridiculous. You don't have to lie. It's crazy. I'm thinking about buying like five or six of them. Just to check it out. You guys should do that? Yes. We can make videos on it. Hey, you didn't you one? used to have a YouTube channel? Yeah, I used to. Do you want one? I mean, they make basses too. Do you even play bass anymore? Do you do anything? Or do you just watch Shipping Wars? That's about it. Okay. I eat a lot of Cheetos and watch Shipping Wars. Well, throw a peep in there once in a while. Cheeto peeps? <laughs> Could you? Dude, you just stumbled upon something. Could you imagine if Peeps made a Cheeto flavor? Flaming hot Peeps? Could you imagine, dude? Trying real hard not to. Wow. A cheesy Peep. My daughter would probably eat it. She likes cheese. Does she like uh, the Bible? (laughs) She does, actually. She has a little one, like a really little kid version. It's called My Little Bible, and she likes it. And for Easter this year, I got her a couple of fun things, but I actually got her a bigger Bible. Oh, that does sound fun. Yeah. And uh, it tells... Sorry, I know we're in a church, and it's Easter, so yeah, shouldn't poke fun. I got her that, so we'll see. We'll see if we start reading that along at bedtime. Or, I don't know. Does it it's have, still kind of geared towards kids, but... Maybe that's what I need ease myself in. Does it have that story in it about the guy that gets eaten by the whale? Yeah. Even the little one she has has it. So you, you're familiar with that tale? Yeah. Well... Jonah and the whale? Yes. Jonah and the whale. I thought well, the whale's name was Jonah. No. Jonah's the guy who got eaten. Wasn't there a Weezer song about that whale? I don't know. That was Jonas. You sure the whale's name wasn't Jonas? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Do you want to look it up? No, since you're a pastor, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but... Well, I think you could be too, but... You know who probably does know? My friend Burl Ives. Maybe we could ask him. Yeah, man. This is Burl Ives, and I've got a story for you. It's about a man who didn't obey God and the lessons he learned because he didn't. The man's name was Jonah. The story began in a place called Nineveh. Nineveh was a wicked town, a sickening place indeed, carrying on, carousing around, Filled with sin and greed. Never was a wicked place. Wild, wild town, you see. The entire place was a known disgrace. I'm sure that you'd agree. 
The Lord is a patient Lord, you know. He only waits so long. And he watched the sin in Nineveh grow and said, This town is all wrong. The Lord is a gentle God, you see. And he saw that dreadful town and he said, I'll end their sinful spree. I believe I'll tear it down. God found Jonah a long way away and said, My mind's ill at ease. Jonah, I want you to pack up today and go tell that town that God is displeased. He said, I want you to go over there and tell every person alive the town of Nineveh had better beware because none's likely to survive. But he didn't do what the good Lord said. Jonah left that day and took the road to Joppa instead. He went the other way. Said Jonah in Joppa, I think I'll hop a ship. Surely my plan can't fail. How can anyone stop a ship that has already set sail? It was a beautiful day in a sparkling sea, but Jonah wasn't bold. If I stand on deck, God might notice me, said Jonah. I'll hide in the hold. So Jonah hid in the hold below. Something I find quite odd. Because a man like Jonah ought to know nobody hides from God. Above the sailors worked on the deck, doing their jobs together. The captain heard thunder and turned to check. He said, we're in for some weather. The storm moved directly overhead. The captain watched it form. This isn't ordinary weather, he said. A god must have brought this storm. Whichever god you worship, said the captain to the men, pray to him for our poor ship, or we'll never see land again. The sailors prayed to different gods, the storm continued to blow. The captain said, it's truly odd. Could there be God that none of us know? The captain shouted, roll for the shore. A wave came crashing down. It's no use, said the sailors manning the oars. It looks like we're going to drown. The captain yelled, a light in the ship. Throw the cargo into the deep. The men ran below at an urgent clip and found Jonah fast asleep. Why are you sleeping? The captain roared. Why, we've done everything we can think. Get up on the deck and pray to your Lord. This ship is going to sink. I'll find who's at fault at any cost, said the captain. We'll all draw straws. Guess who drew the short straw and lost? The men looked at Jonah in awe. Who are you and what do you do? And who can your God be? Jonah was asked by the men of the crew as they watched suspiciously. Jonah admitted, I tried to run and my God is angry with me. 
And then he said, My God is the one who created the land and the sea. The sailors asked, Will we survive if we all pray to your Lord? Jonah replied, No, to save your lives, you must throw me overboard. The lightning flash lit the sail. The sailors knew God's will. They tossed poor Jonah over the rail. At once, the sea was still. Jonah was swept down into the ocean, and tangled there he stayed. The sailors turned to his God with emotion, and every one of them prayed. Jonah tried to struggle free, but the seaweed held him fast. Then from the depths of the murky sea, a giant form swam past. Jonah knew that he was beaten. Oh, what terrible trouble. He tried to shout before he was eaten. But all he could do was bubble. Jonah fought and Jonah wallowed. To survive was his only wish. Then he was caught and he was swallowed in the jaws of a giant fish. Three days God made Jonah stay in the monstrous fish's belly. For three long days Jonah prayed and said, It sure is smelly. And for three long days Jonah learned the lesson God wanted to teach. Then from the depths the fish returned and spit Jonah up on the beach. God said, Jonah, you're going to find after this episode that the city of Nineveh is still on my mind, so Jonah hit the road. Jonah went to the sinful city and gave them God's instruction. The future of Nineveh doesn't look pretty, said Jonah. You all face destruction. Jonah feared the people would frown, or even worse, get mad. To Jonah's surprise, they gathered round and said, We know we've been bad. The king of Nineveh came out and heard this message Jonah was preaching. He said, I hope we can learn from the word of the Lord as you, Jonah, are teaching. The king told his people to fast to go without water or food and pray to God to forgive their past and forget his destructive moods. The people changed their sinful ways while Jonah preached all the while and God heard the people of Nineveh pray and he began to smile. The city was saved, but Jonah pouted. I told them the end had come. I stood there and raved. I ratted and shouted. And God spared them. It makes me look dumb. 
Jonah said, God, it's yourself you pity. And if you can feel sorry for you, then can't I take pity on an entire city? After all, God is merciful too. Hi, it's Suzanne Summers, and you're listening to The Five Count. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. In your ears, still burning, with all the frills upon it, you be the grain is lady in the Easter. I'll be all in clover And when they look you over I'll be the proudest fellow In the Easter parade On the avenue Photographers will snap us, and you'll find that you're in the road to grab you. Yes, I could write a sonnet about your East Stubbonnet and of all the girls I am taking to the East Photographers will snap us, and you find that you in the road to grab you. Oh, I could write a sonnet about your East Stubbonnet, and of all the girls I am taking to the East. Have faith, hope, and charity That's the way to live successfully How do I know? The Bible tells me so The Bible tells me so Do good to your enemies And the Lord above you're sure to please How do I know? The Bible tells me so The Bible tells me so Don't worry about tomorrow Just be real good today Right beside you, he'll guide you all the way. If you have faith, hope, and charity, that's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. The Bible tells me to have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. That's the way 
Dusty's grandma, Lila Wilmot. You're listening to The Five Count on the radio. And I love it very much. And you know, I don't know any other name tonight under the heavens whereby men can be saved other than the name of Jesus. He can save you tonight until your hands look new. Glory to God. He can save you until your feet look new. He can change your whole thinking if you let him come in. I know tonight for myself that Jesus saved. Yes, he does. I've heard about it for a long time but one Tuesday evening 14 years ago I met him for myself and I can tell you tonight he'll be to you just what you let him be if you let him he'll fill every space in your life
believe that I've been redeemed. When I act like this, you ought to know what I mean. Jesus saved. Hey, hey, hey. To the utmost, Jesus saved. To the utmost. to sing it another way.
are tonight. You know I love that part of the song that says, He Jesus saves, ton. Oh, yeah. I don't got to tell you that. You, you don't, yeah. Welcome back to Jesus' favorite radio program, The Five Count. <laughs> Think so? I know so. I don't know. <laughs> it's The Five Count Easter special. Didn't you see uh, in the news they found those scrolls over by the Dead Sea? I didn't and know. The Pope had to like translate. It was in Aramaic. And it said, five count, muy bueno. <laughs> was it prophesizing about the five count? Yeah. And its eventual existence. And Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> wow. Ton has risen. Well, amazing. <laughs> the thing is, is we so often borderline on blasphemy that it's hard to imagine what really would be thought about our program. Well, you know what, Ton? If it ever comes down to it, you're welcome to throw me under the bus. Sure. If anyone's out there watching. Yeah. Looking over, looking down, perhaps. Looking down upon us. I'll take the heat. Like, you know, going to hell and stuff. <laughs> to the legit, the actual heat of I'll hell. Take it. You'll take it. <laughs> uh, I will say that's an interesting um, thing. I don't, I don't. I don't like to think about it in those terms of like God's looking up, <laughs> looking like he's some puppet master dude up there. He sees what you're doing right now. That's like a, that's a strange. He thought. knows you don't take that long to brush your teeth in the bathroom. Yeah. He knows. He already knows. 
Actually, I mostly use a water pick now. That thing's awesome. Don't lie to Jesus. Water pick. <laughs> I said I mostly use the water pick. Mostly. I don't need to know your technique done. Water pick. Anyway. It's the five county <laughs> easter special here it is it's been fantastic it really has i think it's been a great show i don't I know mean, if it's been the best any show with pearl lives is a great show you should go back and listen if you missed it maybe you can listen to it on your headphones while you're in church in case it gets boring if you're just tuned in now go to the five count.com and you can check out this show and many more if you just tuned in now because you're waiting for the true punks See you in hell. <laughs> Why? Why would you go to hell just for listening to the true punks? Um, heathenistic reasons. Are they really? I can only assume. I don't listen. Yeah, you don't listen to it. Too dangerous. Well, as Paul referenced in Romans, you know, like don't let the world mold you, Dust. Maybe that's what the true punks are doing, molding people into their own ways of being is that what you're getting at i don't think the true punks are even baptized wow i know unbelievable Unbelievable. disgusting if you ask me (laughs) techno and electro it's the devil's music we could bring some water over to them and start splashing around and not me i'm not a ordained minister (laughs) you're thinking of yourself oh man i'm just a man doing a radio show I'd, I'd have to check my my licensure because <laughs> I think it was so ridiculous when you when you get that ordination and you do that online. There's act it's like a package. You have to pay different amounts to have the ability to do different things: marriage, baptism. It was it was interesting, and it just really comes down to like a dollar amount and a piece of paper. That sounds like church to me. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Hey, Ton, uh, if you're skipping church, you got plenty of time to go to thefivecount.com. A lot of fun stuff there. I don't know if you saw, but we just recently had some exclusive interviews. One with WWE Hall of Famer Medusa Maselli. Crazy. You know her as Alundra Blaze. Yes. Had her on. Also talked to a guy named Mikey V from a band called chains over razors man which is not a band i would listen to in church that sounds crazy well just to let you know i won't be skipping church good but you need all the church you can get yeah really pretty serious it's the end of another five count easter special sad to see it go i think we'll be back in three days you know, like uh the big guy it's going to take a few more than three days for us. You know what might make a fun Easter gift that you should have thought about before the night before Easter? Ceramics. Ceramics? You know who makes a great ceramic? A mean ceramic? A mean ceramic. Jesus. <laughs> Does he really? But also Lori Dawn Ceramics. Yes. Lori Dawn Ceramics. I did order some ceramics from her. Did you get them yet? Nope. Still waiting on mine, too. It's all right. It's Easter, you know. People get busy. Yep. Cut her some slack. If I did get them, though, I would definitely put them in my daughter's Easter basket. One of them is specifically for her, actually. Wow. 
ceramics and Bibles. I bet you wish Ton was your dad. <laughs> I also got her some toys and a boatload of Peeps, which she loves. She wanted every custom flavor of Peeps. By the way, I'm not finishing this. I got them. Got all those flavors. It's on um, Patreon. That's a place that we hang out sometimes when we're not at church. Yeah, man. You could join us on there. Instead of putting all that money in the offering plate, why don't you give some to us? Just spread it around a little bit. Patreon. Bonus shows. Early access. Other things. Ton talking about professional wrestling. Yeah, that only happens on Patreon. What a bargain. It only happens there. I think we're done. All right. Join us on YouTube as well. It's been fantastic. Go to YouTube, like, share, subscribe, tell your buddies. Go to church. Buttholes. That's actually real. Go there.